from Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone. So we're in the thick of an elongated tax season, and nearly every accountant in the U.S. is having to figure out how to get their work done remotely. Some have been more prepared for virtual work, while others are having to figure it out on the fly. Everyone is having to make adjustments from how they interact with one another, with their clients, to the tools they use daily. We're talking today about the challenges of remote work for accountants as we all grapple with the coronavirus pandemic. We'll hear from Garrett Wagner, the leader of a 15-person public accounting firm in Rochester, New York. Wagner also runs a consulting firm that helps other accountants looking to make the most of new tools and technologies in their practice. For accounting firms that delayed the move to digital platforms, the pandemic could either push them into the cloud or send them looking for a buyout. But even at Wagner's tech-savvy firm, it wasn't easy to shift everyone to remote work overnight. You know, even for us being a company that was already set up to work virtually and had virtual people, it was just very disruptive to suddenly be like, okay, it's Thursday, we're in the office. Come Friday, no one can be in the office and we need to pivot 100% overnight. And that's hard to do. It was, you know, how do you think about everything from clients dropping stuff off, even the mail, checks coming in the mail, clients source documents with sensitive information. You don't want those to get stolen. And then just making sure everybody has 100% of what they need overnight it was definitely a challenge. We didn't get everything right. And, you know, the clients felt a lot of that disruption on their side. The good thing was this allowed us to just pivot to 100% digital environment. We had the tools there. We weren't using it all the time with our clients. But we got there overnight because we had to, which that was what I think of as really the silver lining in this is, you know, our firm and a lot of other firms were kind of struggling with that digital transformation with their clients. Some kind of pushed back and sometimes the firm didn't want to push at all. And now you just had to switch virtually in an instant. Well, I, I want to come back to the silver lining, but I, I'm wondering, you know, when you you mentioned mail and documents, I mean, that sounds like a lot of paper. Um, h- how much, how he- heavy into paper has your firm been or your clients? I guess you're really responding to your clients' needs in that in that sense. But talk to me about that paper versus digital. Like what was that mix prior to March? You know, prior to March, most of the individual tax clients, like your personal 1040, those still came in paper. You know, clients were either mailing their mainly mailing their documents or they'd swing by and drop off, you know, a big folder of here's all my stuff. You know, internally we would scan it in and operate paperlessly, but there was always that paper coming in and that paper that had to go back out to them. And that was that hard shift, you know, okay, now you can't drop documents off. We try to encourage them not to mail them because now we've got to go get the mail once a day so that's not just sitting there. Okay, use our portal. Upload those documents securely to us, and we can still do the work like before. It was just that challenge in trying to pivot instantly overnight, especially for some of the older clients that were not technology savvy, Early on, before this, we got in New York that lockdown, that stay at home. Even some of the older clients would kind of still push the envelope. Oh no, I'll still come in. We try and discourage. And you should, you should probably stay at home. No, no, I'll, I'll be in, I'll be in in an hour. I'll, I'll, I'll come around the office. So, just that push to paper to paperless on that intake for us and a lot of firms, that was a challenge, and it still is a challenge. 
there's a social nature to this too. I, I was talking with another tax accountant who, who mentioned that, you know, their oldest clients think of it as a annual visit. They come and spend four hours with their accountant while they get their taxes done. And that, that obviously can't happen right now. That's, that's just not possible. And I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that social interaction. I mean, how that changes that relationship between accountant and client. Well, I think, you know, for some of them, they enjoy that social aspect. And we had a couple of clients say that. I One client even tell me, hey, you know, I've been saving my, I need to get my will notarized and, and two witnesses I've been saving this for when I come to the office to pick up my tax return because I know there's a notary. What am I going to do now? I had to be like, well, I think you got to kind of have to wait. You shouldn't be going out to interact with all these people right now. On the flip side, though, for a lot of us, just like anyone that works in a virtual workplace now or has family members outside of their hometown, you can still have social interactions with people over an audio call, FaceTime call, Zoom call, Skype call whatever habit, and it just forces us to continue that relationship in a different way. And your team that, you know, your your CPA f- team, are they spending a lot more time on the phone because of that? I mean, are they spending more time on those Zoom and Skype calls? I mean, what? how has this affected the way they work throughout the day? It really depends. You know, those those partners and the client-facing people, the client relationship managers, we're always kind of doing that, whether it was on the phone call before or in-person meetings. And that really hasn't changed what they do. Now they're just doing less in-person stuff. And a lot of them kind of say, and I talked to a lot of practitioners around the country that say, yeah, at the end of the day, not commuting every day, that hour, two hours in the car is time that you get back, that you can now spend working or not working. So once again, there's always that silver lining to these situations. And we've got to remember to kind of think about that as we deal with this chaos right now, that there are some upsides to this and let's not just focus on every single negative aspect. Yeah. Well, and the, the work flexibility too, I've been talking with other CPAs that work is getting done at different times of day than previously. I wonder if that, if you found that to be the, the same with your team. Yeah. You know, like for us, since we already were using that gig workforce, and we've got people in all the time zones across the U.S. Work was getting done at different times. What's been interesting with some of the digital solutions we've had to adopt, primarily getting paid by our clients. You know, we can't take checks in person anymore. They can't come in the office with a credit card. Getting paid electronically online. It's been remarkable to watch through the payment system that we use how many people pay their bills between like 11 at night and three in the morning. <laughs> Burning the midnight oil. I guess you have to squeeze the work in sometime. But so that's on your client side. Your clients are up at the middle of the night taking care of business. Yeah, I guess for them, it's that, hey, last thing in the night I got to do before I go to bed is let me pay my accounting bill, which, hey, it's, it's always great to get paid by anybody. But yeah, for us internally, you kind of have to accept that people aren't necessarily working this rigid eight to five anymore. And that's part of that work of that push to be in a remote workforce anyways. You need to accept that work needs to get done on a set schedule outside of this really tight eight to five window. And most times you see more work getting done, not less as a result. So productivity is actually up during this time. Yes, we're seeing productivity up across the board 
And also, you know, for us, it's a blessing. Some of our gig people that have full-time jobs elsewhere, their companies couldn't work remotely. They're shut down. So we've actually picked up a ton of labor hours from our gig resources because they're free 40 hours a week now. So you're taking advantage of, of furloughed accountants who work elsewhere in the economy and they're they're busy doing taxes right now. Yeah, and that's what I'm seeing with a lot of firms around the country is either they, they were set up to be a little more digital and a little more ready for this and they're able to really kind of take advantage of this or there's the firms that were not and they are just struggling tremendously. You know, those firms that are not paperless at all and, and they can't work from home at all right now. So right now they're just kind of dead in the water. A huge, huge dichotomy between firms that are just going crazy, doing great, and those ones that just come to a grinding, grinding halt overnight. Well, and I, I wonder, you know, the other half of your business is consulting with other accounting firms. I wonder what you're hearing from that side of your business. What, what kind of calls are you getting? What kind of requests for help are you getting? Are you hearing from those firms that have ground to a halt at all? Are they coming to you for help? A little here and there. A lot of them, the challenge is, you know, they might call and say, hey, I'm ground to a halt. What can I do? Well, hey, if, if you have no digital infrastructure, you have no ability to get to the cloud, it's hard to turn that on in 24 hours. You know, it's, it's hard to make that drastic of a pivot. You know, those we've been more talking about, hey, how do you now then find a firm around you that you know that's still working, outsource some of your work to them, you know, leverage somebody else to get the work done in this time of need because it's going to take you too long to go from, you know, almost a DOS-based computer world printing stuff out to this completely digital world overnight. The other thing with that, you know, between this, the COVID shutdown and all the SBA loans, it's just been this overwhelming fire hose that there's just not enough time in the day. And as we get past April 15th to the mid of April, things are starting to slow down and firms across the country are starting to breathe a little bit and start to think a little bit more, okay, like how do I intelligently navigate through this versus just like being underwater every single day? And what... What can firms do? I mean, how? What comes next? I mean, the the shutdowns don't appear to be ending anytime soon. We could be working remotely for another month, maybe more. We don't know. What? So what's next? I mean, how? What challenges lie ahead um, in this continued remote environment? No, I think the number one things firms and practitioners need to do is take care of themselves first. I heard a great analogy recently. It's just like being on the airplane, like put your face mask on first and then help your coworkers and your clients. Like make sure you're set first, take time to relax and de-stress and get ready with yourself first. And after you do that, really focus on, once again, there's only so many hours in the day, focus on your largest, best clients first and really understand what's the top three pain points for each of those clients and how can you help them? And just go down the list. Don't try and be everything to everyone. Focus on your best clients first. What are the three most important things to them? Take care of them. Keep moving on. And if you can do that, you're going to make it out of this COVID-19 craziness much better off. And you're going to be seen as much more relevant and important and reliable to your clients. Focus on the core business, in other words. Get the work done. Fight another day. Yeah, and really like make sure to really understand for your clients what are their their biggest 
three priorities right now. Because maybe it's their tax return. Maybe it's the bookkeeping you do. Maybe it's the, the payroll loan with the SBA. But maybe it's something else altogether. Don't make the assumption that all they care about is taxes. Understand the pain they're going through and be seen as that relevant, most relevant advisor, rock star, hero to your clients. I, w- I want to ask about new tools that you've picked up along the way. You mentioned that you know you had some digital tools that maybe you weren't using as much. Um, I wonder in terms of the tools you're using to get your work done and to help those clients, what new tools have you picked up? What what tools are you making more out of that you um, had available but weren't really using before? I think the number one tool for us that has just accelerated its its growth tremendously is our payment portal tool for our clients. Where they can go online, they can electronically sign their engagement letter, and they can pay via ACH or credit card. And they can do that from their phone, tablet, computer, wherever, 24-7. That's been the best process because it just streamlines that payment point, that collection point, the engagement letter point. So, so easy. Took so much pressure, time off the administrative staff. And, you know, no one wants to mess around with going to the bank now to try and deposit checks when you shouldn't be going outside, sitting out a bunch of checks and kind of dealing with that. Just that electronic payment aspect the best part altogether. Are there any that you're eyeballing that you're, you're, you know, a month into this, you're thinking, okay, going, this isn't something else we might want. This is something else we might want to try out. This is something that will help solve ongoing pain points. You know, really for us, the next step is going to be if this continues into the 2021 tax season, there's some really good solutions out there for helping bring in the client's source documents, the W-2s, the 1099s, their organizer information, bring that all in electronically through a really smooth um, online portal site. That'll kind of be that next long-term thing if this continues. And once again, we can continue to push this trend of this digital world. And really for a lot of people, it's not so much individual technology that's going to be the key here. The big key here for a lot of firms is now that you're going to make this push to a digital workplace in a digital workflow for your clients, don't go back. You've done the hardest thing of making change happen, getting over that hump. Don't regress when this is over. Stay digital internally. Stay digital with your clients. Keep pushing forward. Your firm's going to be better off for it, and your client's going to be happier as a result as well. When I wonder, too, you know, those companies, those firms that haven't made the switch to the cloud, aren't using any digital tools that are having, that have basically ground to a halt. Do they begin to jump on the digital bandwagon? I mean, where do they go? I think they've got to take a really hard look at their firm, at their operations as we move into the spring and summer and say exactly what's that. Do I take this really, really hard pivot now from being a laggard firm to get to the digital age? Or is this the sign once again that it's probably best to look at my succession plan and accelerate being bought out by somebody else? And instead of going through the next six, eight months in agony trying to make this hard, hard pivot, maybe it's time for that acquisition from another firm. There's a lot of firms in the country with partners who are close or at retirement age that have been thinking about selling, getting bought out by somebody else, and have just been kind of like, casually thinking about it. I'll put it off another six months, another 12 months, 
that they're 18, I think a lot of them, this is going to accelerate that, and they're going to say, no, this is the this is the sign. It is time for me to sell my firm and transition out. Let someone else make that hard pivot. So as we look several months from now, maybe a year from now, I wonder, big picture, how do you think that this will affect or change how accounting firms operate going forward? I mean, we've been on this digital transition, this digital journey for for a while now. It's been a long, slow road for CPA firms. Looking ahead, are these temporary changes? You know, we look at the future of, of our profession and other industry leaders like myself, as we talk about this, it's very clear where it was going. It's going to a more digital firm, a more advisory focused firm, a more entrepreneurial firm. This is just another form of disruption like technology that's accelerating that curve. And yeah, there is no looking back. It's going to cause pain for some firms in the short run. Other firms will will sell or get bought out. And it's going to accelerate that push to a digital firm, a remote workforce, much more strong use on technology, embracing things like video conferencing, Zoom, getting paid online, client portals, online collaboration, doing virtual bookkeeping and accounting for your clients. It's just going to accelerate all of those trends that have been kind of pecking away at our industry for so long and firms have resisted out of just, you know, desire not to change. It's going to accelerate all those. It already has in a matter of days. And if you want to be a successful firm going forward and you want to have a successful, exciting career where you get to do interesting work for your clients, you get to help them, you get to make a difference, and you get to use strong technology that makes your life easier, that's what everyone that's where the firms people want to work for. That's where they'll continue to work for. And that's where the clients will go as a result. And it's going to accelerate that digital transformation, that virtual transformation of the profession. And I am super, super excited to watch it unfold in front of us and help firms all across the country make that pivot from backwards looking to forwards looking. That was Garrett Wagner, accountant and founder of C3 Advisory Group in Rochester, New York. That's all for this week's episode. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the coronavirus and its impact on tax and accounting at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. From Washington, I'm Amanda Icone. Thanks for listening. When it comes to the environment, there are, let's say, a lot of moving parts. Climate change, air pollution, water pollution, chemical contamination, endangered species, renewable energy, super fun, asbestos, recycling, lead, mold, radon, stormwater. That's where Parts Per Billion comes in. Join me, David Schultz, on the Parts Per Billion podcast every Wednesday to sort out everything that's going on in the environment, from the courts to Congress to your backyard. Download and subscribe to Parts Per Billion wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.